Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We're to turn our ears to wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? Wisdom isn't the person next to you speaking to you. It isn't your mind floating out of this room to something else that just popped in. The wisdom is listening to what I'm saying to you because it's based on God's Word. Now, as I listen to that, that means I keep my ears open. And as I keep my ears open, the truth begins to move from my heart down to my feet. We need to accept God's Word, store it up, and walk it out. Today, Pastor Mark shares that Christians fail to take time and energy in the Word for themselves, and the results are anything but ideal. The wisdom of Scripture is our foundation for putting our faith in action. God wants us to acknowledge we need His direction. As believers, we don't listen, admit our need, and cry out to Him for help. We won't find wisdom in this life to do it right. Remember, God sees who's serious about their walk with Him, and then He opens up our minds to understand spiritual things. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, with our continuing study entitled, Digging for Godly Treasure. believe he's real as a person 61% of Christians next and 58% of Christians do not believe that Satan is a real being now do these people know the word no they don't know the word now let's face it we don't we don't know all of the word but those things we know for sure now George Byron goes on and he talks about this and basically just says it's a sad thing because people say, you say to people, do you believe this is God's word to you? Oh, absolutely. Well, what does it say to you? Well, those at work, uh, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, what do you believe about the Holy Spirit? Well, he's a force that can help you from time to time. And the, the devil, could the devil ever uh, really real? Oh, no, no, no. Just a kind, kind of this essence out there of evil. Well, does that affect how we live? Well, sure it does. So, if most Christians don't believe that, here's the sad thing. And then unbelievers say to them, I'm having a hard time. Do you have any answers for me on the things of God? Oh, sure, sit down with me. I know the Bible. What are they giving them? Untruths. So, the blind lead the blind, the Bible says, and they both what? Fall in a ditch. And we kind of go, ha, ha, ha. It isn't a ha, ha, ha. It's incredibly sad. So we have to understand tonight that when we go through the Word of God, you, must, you and I must take it as truth. You know, and 2 Timothy just says this, all Scripture is God-breathed, all of it. 
And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So everything in the Bible is about us. Now, head knowledge is not enough. Not only do we have to accept God's word as truth, but notice we have to also store it up. Store it up. It means apply it and obey it. So that's the problem that many of us, even as Christians here tonight, struggle with. Turn to Joshua chapter 1 in your Bibles just for a moment. Keep your finger right there. We'll be right back. You see, many of us here, when we're hurting spiritually, you know what we do? We stay out of God's Word. You know why we stay out of God's Word? Because we know it's going to confront us. We know it's going to go, hello, get your life right. We read about God is conscience and is speaking to us and we don't want to read it so we just put the Bible aside. The very thing we need, we avoid because we know it's truth. Now, let me give you something else. Many of us would say in our lives that the Bible is very important in our home, not just here. It reminds me of a story of a pastor who went to visit new people that had come to the church. And as he went into this home, Father and mother and a little girl were sitting there. She was about nine. And the mother was trying to make an impression on the pastor. So she said, honey, would you go get mama's favorite book, the one she always reads? (laughs) She returned with the pennies catalog. (laughs) Who knew the truth? The nine-year-old. Mom embarrassed? Yes. You see, it's the same for all of us. What is the most important book you have and you read in your home? You say, well, I don't have too much time to read. Well, does it take precedence over then the television and the movies and all the rest? See, in Joshua 1.8, we, we find a very important principle. It says this, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate, and meditation is just a 24-hour awareness of God's principles and in his, in his presence and His power. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to what? Do all that is in it. So this, this awareness of God's Word, if I believe it's true and I'm reading it, I need to store it up and then apply it in my lives. I have to retain it. Now, so many of us today, I'm included, have a visor, a Palm Pilot or whatever, and I look out in there and you guys are taking your notes or whatever, and, and, and it's good. We got it stored here in the Palm Pilot. That's wonderful. But it better be stored somewhere else. It's got to be stored up here and down in your heart. You see, because if the Palm Pilot loses its batteries and you haven't backed up, baby, you know nothing. It's gone. So in our lives, how do we store it up? Well, tonight, here's a great way for you to do it. You're taking notes. That helps significantly, even, listen, if you never look at the notes again. Because you've written it down, it helps you. How do you think I go through this? I write I say it, I teach it to myself, I go through the notes myself so that when I come here, I've got seven pages of stuff, but I'm able to move to the side and share with you because it's become what? Part of me. Just write this verse down. We don't have time to go there tonight. 
Colossians 3.16. And it, Colossians 3.16, and I'll read it to you, says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom, as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart. So the word of God and its powerful principles are to be stored. I'm to accept this as all God's word. Then I'm to meditate on it. That means I'm to think about it as, as I'm studying. So if you never look at your notes again, that's fine. Things come back. The principles of God's word, that's why I try to use them. When I show you this little gold bar later, and I talk about digging for treasure, why do I do that? So that you can store it up here and then work it out in your life. It's no good to be a person that has this memory and just spit out the truths if it isn't working in you. So Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. It just reaches to all parts of our life. Make sure that's absolutely happening as you go through. It affects every part of my body. Now back to Proverbs 2.2. Look at the next part. Turn in your ear to wisdom. What that means is this. As you're reading, as you're listening to a tape, as you're listening right now, we're to turn our ears to wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? Wisdom isn't the person next to you speaking to you. It isn't your mind floating out of this room to something else that just popped in. The wisdom is listening to what I'm saying to you because it's based on God's Word. Now, as I listen to that, that means I keep my ears open. And as I keep my ears open, the truth begins to move from my heart down to my feet. See, that's what we're talking about today. We need to accept the word, store it up in us, and then walk it out, obey it. So it's, it's accept and store. Now, what you're hearing right now, what you've already heard, here's a good question for you. You can judge yourself. Christian, what are you applying? What do you plan on applying that I've given you so far? Is there anything in your life from the truths that we've already said that you can apply this week? In a moment, I'll show you something because most of us say, well, no, give me something new. I heard this jazz before. Not interested in it. Ho, ho, watch out. Because I'll show you something very powerful in a moment. So let me ask you. It's, it's no good if you leave this teaching tonight and say this. So what? Nice night. Got out of the rain. Made it here, good worship, nice few words on a little gold bar, that's cool. So what? See, that's what I, when I'm done with my teaching, before I come to you, I ask myself this, so what? In other words, what will the Christian leave with, and what will the unbeliever understand? So, I hope you'll get these things, and I write those things down often. I did this week again. What, what do I want people to do, to know, and to feel? So when you leave here tonight, it should make a difference. And the only way that's going to happen is you, it isn't like I'm going to get the wax out of my ear. It's your spiritual ears. What are you hearing that you're going to put into practice this week? So we already know there's three little couplets. And that's the first couplet. Look at verse 3. And the second couplet is this. The second little X on our treasure map is admit and ask. So we have accept and store. 
And then we have a mit and s. Let's say them together. Accept, store, and then what? And ask. All right, look at verse 3. And, where's that next word? If. It's a choice. If you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. God wants to make sure that we admit we need his direction in our life. See, and that's a danger for a person that's been a Christian a while. I don't need a God. I mean, I, I, this is a no-brainer. We talked about that last week. No, it isn't a no-brainer. I really do need God's wisdom. Now, notice the word there. If you call out and cry aloud. If you're crying aloud and calling out, it's a sign of what? Real need. If you breaking down, broke down in your car at night, and you're out there, and you're trying to wave somebody down to help you because you're on a lonely road, you're isolated, you don't have a spare tire, you're going to do this? Hey, hey, can I help me? You're going to do what? Help! Whatever. Come on, you got your gun with you, but you're going to be doing that. <laughs> you're, you're what? You're serious about needing help. That's what these words mean in the Hebrew. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. So this means I'm serious. This means I'm praying. One of the weakest parts of most of our lives is this part. We don't pray. We don't cry out for God's help. Because we think we can lean to our own understanding. Now we went through that last week. That doesn't work. So... When we're here tonight, and that's why it's serious, in this room tonight are people whose destiny is being picked. You're choosing to accept or reject God. You're listening, some of you don't want to listen. You look down, you look over here, look to the left, whatever, I hope this thing's over. It's, man, it's, not, it's still raining, whatever. You're trying, but you can't ignore it, because God's speaking right to your heart. See, now, why is that happening? Because people have been praying for you. You didn't come here by accident. People have been praying for you. I had somebody call me today, actually emailed me, said, certain individuals coming this weekend and went through the whole scenario, unbelievable scenario. They're going to be in one of the services. I said to him, I'll join you in prayer. Let's pray for this person that's coming. You see, we have to cry out, I can't change anybody's life. Only God can. So he says, if you're going to find wisdom, then you have to cry out for it. You've got, you got to really admit you need it. Now, let me just say this. If we don't admit our need and we don't ask God for help, you can forget finding wisdom in this life. And that's for a Christian. This is for you tonight, Christian. If you don't cry, if you don't pray, if you don't ask, you can forget getting it. It isn't going to happen. You have to ask for wisdom. Ask, seek, knock. So, Christian, myself included, I can't expect to just come to this service and say, God, change people's lives this weekend, and that's it. I have to pray. God, please, may your power be here. May people's lives be changed. May Christians be encouraged in the word. Look at verse 4. This brings our third couplet. If you wish and dream about finding hidden treasure, it will come to you. Is that what it says? 
as my version. That's the version I'd like. Oh, God, I need wisdom. Here it came and just drove right on in. No, that isn't it. Look what it says. Verse 4. And what if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure? So the third couple tonight is this. Desire and study. You can put in parentheses, dig. If you want to put behind that big bow letters, hard work. If I told you today, as you left the church, that there were seven of these gold bars, and they were real, 100% gold, and they were in the flower bed underneath the sign, would I have anybody I'd be teaching right now left in the building? As you drove out, well, there's one, praise God. I don't know that I'd be here. I might be out there myself. <laughs> but if I said you can't go until after the service, how would you look for it? You think we'd have trouble with the doors here? There might be a couple new ones made right through here, something like that, right? Why? Because we're going to what? We're going to go for it. And when you get out there, do you care what's planted there? That Mark has put out there, all the wonderful things? That you... Man, it looked like there's a lot back here, wouldn't it? <laughs> we're going for it. That's what this word means. In the Hebrew, it means dig. Dig for it. Effort. Hard work. Now, when you think of that, sometimes it's hard for us. Keep your finger right there and go to Matthew chapter 6. People will wear themselves out digging for earthly treasures, but when it comes to spiritual things, often it, it won't happen. Look at Matthew six nineteen. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up, there's that word store again, and here's the same word treasures. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Very simple illustration. You have to answer it. Everybody here? Where's your treasure? It's not a hard question. It's not even multiple choice. Do we ever waver between these two? We all do. We all waver. But Jesus says, it's okay, but don't make that the effort of your life. Because it ain't going to be around. Interesting individual who owns this is talking about the, tra the real treasures here, but the guy who initially had it, he's gone a long time ago. 1644. Went down with the ship. Got how much of it? None. Same thing will happen with ours. It'll be in somebody else's garage sale. 
That's right. Exactly right. So what God says is, we need to treasure this. Now that doesn't mean we can't have any of this. We have to have this. We have to have this to live. But we can't focus on it. It cannot be that which we dig for. Turn to Proverbs 16, 16. God says one more thing. He says, our desire is to be for him. And when we find him, it's the greatest treasure in all the world. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have fun. We don't enjoy life. We don't, you know that's not true. God gives us life to enjoy. He gives it to us abundantly. But he reminds us in Proverbs 16, 16 of this. How much better to get wisdom, in other words, how to do life right, than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver. So you can, instead of gold or silver, you can stick in there whatever you like, car, house, put it in there, whatever, job, education. Better to get wisdom, which is, which is God's understanding of life, and to choose his understanding. Now in the overhead, I need verse for you. It's in Acts 17.11, it says this, Now the Bereans were a more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message, Paul was teaching them, with great eagerness, and examined the scriptures, how often? Every day to what? See if what Paul said was true. This is what we mean by digging and going for it. You see, imagine tonight I had a, a nice ribeye steak, all seasoned and prepared to cook. But because I didn't have the time or the energy to get the grill heated, the wood chips soaked, the coals hot and spread evenly, I decided to take this wonderful ribeye, seasoned with wonderful seasoned fresh garlic and pepper and all kinds. I mean, just, it's there, marble just right, man. And I take it, and I put it in the microwave. <laughs> what can I expect when it comes out? How about the flavor? Could I say it would be juicy? If I needed an insert, <laughs> would it work? It would work. If I had a black eye, it wouldn't even work. Only an insert. Because it's going to come out dry and overdone. You know what we do with our life? It's the very same thing. Christians fail to take time and energy in the Word for themselves. And what is the result? Just like the microwave, you say, I can't take time in that Word. It's dry. What a valuable message. Anyone can read the Bible, but everyone won't understand it. Scripture is intended for the believer, but even for Christians, head knowledge isn't enough. Not only do we have to accept God's Word as true, we must store it up so we can apply it and obey it. As Christians, the very thing we need, we avoid because we know it's truth. Don't fall into the same trap this week. Cry out to God for help. It's the only way you'll do life right. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. You won't want to miss the next study on Lessons for Living. Pastor Mark maps out four key truths that are guaranteed to help those who've strayed off course get back on track. He'll walk through key foundations of the faith that'll ensure victory and protection when you've reached a crossroad in life. Make sure and tune in. You'll be encouraged whether you're broke down, out of gas, or simply helping a fellow traveler in need. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear